Welcome to the Lift As You Climb podcast, where it's all about the journey and the joy of discovering who you are now, deciding who you want to become, and embracing your genuine identity, influence, and impact. In each episode, we'll explore how life's experiences have prepared us for what we choose to do next and how to create our encore, write our own script, and star in the next stage of our lives. I'm your host, your encore strategist and transformation catalyst, Isabel Alexander. Welcome back, everyone. And I am very delighted to introduce someone new to me in the last little while as I continue my training and schooling on becoming the best podcaster and deliverer of inspiration to you. Today with me is Victor Antunes, and he is coming in live from Florida. And we met recently in a coaching program. And I was immediately impressed with his story of being a realtor who are helping families find the perfect home for themselves. But he added one more particular gift and service, not only to his clients, but to anybody else who becomes aware that Victor recently published a book called The Autism and Special Needs Family relocation blueprint. And I am so honored today to talk with Victor and share his story because this is definitely an example of lifting and climbing. And I hope that it may inspire others of you that have a unique knowledge and experience that you can share in the world and inspire and lift others. So welcome. Welcome from Florida, Victor. Thank you, Isabel. That was quite the introduction. I feel 10 feet tall right now. Thank you. You should be. You should be because I know, A, it's very hard to be an author. It takes a lot of commitment. I know that it's very difficult to be a business owner and to continue to keep the energy flowing at the same time as doing other things. I know absolutely the extra effort, joy, and challenges of having a family, but I don't know personally, what it's like to have a family member that has special needs. And so I'm extremely impressed by the fact that you have taken your own experience because you are an expert in that area because you live it. And now you're sharing that, what you have learned on the job, as they say, to help other families relocate. And before I have you jump into the story, I just want to preface our conversation with something of interest. There is, there are some certified smart people by the name of Holmes and Rocky. They're professors who published a scale called the Holmes and Rocky Life Stress Inventory. And I formerly talked about this in the context of the stress related to retirement and reinvention. I was thinking this morning in preparation for this conversation with Victor, many times in my life I have moved and I have moved with children and it's not for the faint of heart and the stress that is associated with packing 
relocating, moving, and then setting up and creating a new life. So I looked back at the Rahi, the Homes in Rahi Life Stress Inventory, their scale. And what it is, is, and I'm going to put this PDF in the show notes for anybody who's interested. They have categorized 43 different conditions in our social readjustment that contribute to scale. And they ranked those with a mean value starting as high as 100 and down to 11. And I went through and I checked off for those of you on YouTube, you will see I've actually done this exercise. The conditions of the 43 that would come up in a relocation for a family. And just in the ones that I personally could identify in terms of a move, my total score was 233 points, which according to our certified smart people and their scale, that if you're scoring 150 to 300 points, there's a 50% chance of a major health breakdown within the next two years of that event. I can only imagine how much you would come to the factor of X that you would have to magnify that score when you have a family member with special needs. You, Victor, who have created a resource to help families move and relocate, not just to Florida, but to anywhere in the world. I assume the same resources, many of them will be very helpful, are a real hero. So thank you. So please tell us about the journey of how you came to be in real estate and how you learned on the job about being a specialist on family relocation. I am a, I was a merchant mariner living in Peru and we had our daughter, my wife and I, and we first intended to stay and make our lives in Peru. But then at around two, two and a half, we noticed that she was just developing differently. So we had her tested at three because they wouldn't test her before that. She is in fact autistic. Now Peru is a very nice country, but in terms of autism services, it quite frankly, doesn't matter how much money you have. They just don't have here what you're going to find back in the States. And I'm blessed to be from Miami where the autism services are just phenomenal. And back to Miami, we went, and that was my original hometown. What I would say about relocating with an autistic child or a specialist child is that it's all about preparation. When you're just yourself and your wife and a couple of normal kids, it's pretty straightforward. But when you get an autistic child, you really got to plan ahead of time because autistic kids are just, they're very high maintenance, let's say. So one of the things I did in the book, and this is not to plug the book, it's actually to plug the checklist is I've got a ton of checklists that I created as I went through the process. And I would say that more than anything, when you're preparing that kind of move is you just got to be prepared. And if you've got family to help you with the move, that's also going to be a huge factor in, in the success and maintaining your healthy well-being while you do it all. So that you don't validate. Go up on the scale. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to validate that you're going to have a 50% chance of a major health breakdown in the next two years, right? If you can don't want to have that. be aware of those potential areas and take, take a, a defensive strategy or a prepared strategy yeah. for them. 
That's amazing. So I, again, I'll make sure that in the transcript, in the show notes that we include where everybody can go to find these checklists, because that, that to me is invaluable. And starting out with a success plan really increases the chance of achieving it. That's a great way to look at it as a success plan. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so very much. All right. My curiosity is piqued. What's a merchant mariner? You see the movie Bill Phillips? Yes. Tom 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 Hanks. Yes. Yes. Captain Phillips. That's what I did for 20 years. It was a phenomenal career. It was the best times of my life. But once I got married and the kids started coming, it was a chapter in my life that I had to close and move on. Because if, if you continue being a merchant mariner with a family, you just become a very sad, lonely guy. And I didn't want to be a sad, lonely guy. So it was time to come ashore. But 20 years is a very long time. Anyways, that's a career. When the kids came, it was time to leave. And uh, being from Miami, we've got a fantastic real estate market there. My father was actually a commercial realtor for 40 years. I had, I would say an inside track because I didn't, I couldn't get any of his clients because they were all commercial and I'm doing residential, but I definitely had a um, behind the scenes look at real estate all of my life. So it was a very natural segue for me to go into. This is perfect, a perfect fit for the Encore Catalyst platform because I'm all about transformation and reinvention and becoming your best future self. And so you, I would say that's quite a significant transformation going (laughs) from the high seas as a merchant mariner to on terra firma with real estate in Florida. That's fantastic. And becoming a family man as opposed to just being with your crew on the ship. Which by the way, family time is the best time. Being a sailor and being single and traveling was fantastic, but definitely having a wife and kids, this is the best time of my life. No regrets whatsoever with the reinvention, let's say. I love that. And I understand why you're saying that family is so important to me as well. All right. So into this, so give me a little bit of insight into how you came up with this idea to gather this information and make it available, share it with other people. I'm on a lot of Facebook groups, three or four groups that have to deal with autism and (laughs) parents are just constantly discussing stuff and people will be experts in their own realm. And I thought, what could be my value add? And I would say that the book grew organically in the sense that I would answer other parents' questions in those groups. And then I just realized, you know what, let me just write a book. And it grew from that, uh, that organic experience on Facebook through the autism groups. I love that you followed through because I know there are a lot of us that have ideas, but that the fact that you followed through with your expertise to help other people, again, that's how lifting and climbing works. Yes, it is. I appreciate that. Can you give us a little bit of insight? And by the way, for everyone, of course, Victor's book is available on Amazon, and I'll be sharing that in the link in the show notes so you can get Kindle and paperback. Is that correct, Victor? Yeah, correct. Yes. Excellent. Great. And the other thing that I think everyone should know, and again, my my respect for you just continues to increase, is Victor has committed to donate the proceeds from the sale of his book to support the Dan Marino Foundation, who are 
role models of the highest order in supporting awareness and services for families with autism. Dan's got a fantastic foundation. He also works with older autistic people to get them ready for their workforce. Dan Marino's foundation, uh, I can't recommend it's, it's down in South Florida, so it was a natural for me. But uh, what I like is that he's getting older kids and getting ready for the workforce, which is very important because these kids aren't throwaways. A lot of these autistic kids, they can be trained and they can be fully functional adults. Very good work that Dan is doing with his foundation up in Fort Lauderdale. I am, I'm so glad that we are now finally starting to embrace neurodiversity yeah. and become more aware of the differences that are unique and valuable to our society and finding ways to tap into those and to provide the services and the support for the individuals with unique abilities and how they contribute to society, right? Not throwaways, but extraordinary richness and depth to everything in our environment, our community, in our lives. Hooray for you. Hooray for you on that. Sorry, I, I took you away from what I asked you, and that was like, what's an example of something that I might not think about? Like I I shudder sometimes to think about the stress of moving, but, and that was just me probably creating more of the stress for my family. But what would be a couple of simple tips that you could give for people on how to prepare for success? Let's assume that it's a move that's not just across town, maybe interstate. So how are you going to move? You're going to move either by flying or by driving. And I cover these topics in the book. So let's say you're going to fly. And this also goes with just regular vacations. If you're traveling, autistic kids like routine. They don't change much. So if you're going to be flying, whether for moving or going to Disney or visit the family, I recommend going to the airport the day before or a couple of times and get your kid used to the airport environment, getting out of the car, parking, going to the ticket counter. Just go have a coffee, whatever it is, have them walk around. If you can get airport staff involved, that way they'll see people in uniform and that just gets them mentally prepared. Because if you take your kid the day of the flight and it's their first time ever at an airport, think about if you were a six-year-old kid, that'd be overwhelming just for you. But on top of that, you've got neurodiversity. So a big tip is if you can go ahead of time. That's such a great idea. After the pandemic, when I, I'm a pretty seasoned traveler, but after a couple of years being out of the habit of travel, just I just think when I went back to the airport for the first time, I was like, it was sensory bombardment, even yeah. for me yeah. as an adult that with almost six decades of travel under my belt to reorient myself to the lights, the sounds, the noises, the smells. So that's brilliant. So a little bit of a dress rehearsal, as we say in the Encore Catalyst, right? Yeah. And then if you're driving, what you could try is do a staycation. Take your kids, go to a local hotel, and just get them used to the whole process of parking the car, going to the front counter, getting the room key, taking to the room, to the pool, whatever you might have, but getting used to the idea of that, okay, we're going to be doing this in the future, and this is not your first time doing it. So have the meltdowns on dress rehearsal and not the day of. So that's another, another tip I would give parents. 
I love that. I love it very much. Practicing, rehearsing for success. That's fantastic. And have some fun maybe with that as well. Yeah. Take them to the, make sure that the hotel's got a pool. I remember traveling as a kid, we always stayed in hotels with pools. And that was just always the highlight of the trip more than in the of destination. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So of you can have, absolutely. All right. Give me some insight. I'm curious as a realtor, do you give advice when you're helping people find a home to relocate to? What well, are some I'm, of the things? So what are well, some of the things? Some of the things first is take in mind where your kids are going to be going to school. Now that's a very personal decision. What kind of school you want your kids to go to. And it also depends on what level of the spectrum your kids are on. If they're lightly autistic, they could probably go to a general education school. If they're highly autistic, it'll be a special school. I sell, I like to create a bubble around my home, my life, where I'm not driving across town for everything. So I would tell parents, I would find the school first and then be looking for the home. That way you're not driving across town every time you go to school. Thank you, because intuitively I was thinking, oh, my dream house, you know, what? I wasn't thinking, I was thinking about how big is the bedroom or how many bedrooms, as opposed to making sure that I'm already uh, within an area, an ecosystem that's got the support services uh, that I'm going to need for success. That's fantastic. That's absolutely fantastic. Wow. So... I guess I'm also thinking back to how do you, how did you build your support network as a new parent to a child with autism? What were some of the thoughts, the, I wish I'd known things that you encountered? I'm blessed in the sense that I've got a lot of family help, which is very important. So we've got that. And then as far as building out your network, that's going to grow organically. My daughter is only six years old. So let's say you've got an eight-year-old kid on the spectrum. You're obviously much further ahead in the process than I am. So I can't speak to that. But what I can speak to at six years old is that you're going to, you just, your, your group will grow as a, as you move along. And then as a parent, my wife, she has created a what's up group with the mothers at my daughter's school. And that way, whenever there's a birthday party or so, everybody knows about it and kids are never left out. Because one big problem that a lot of autistic kids have is socializing. And I'll see parents in these Facebook groups complain that their kids are left out. You know what? If you proactively create one of these groups with the parents in the class with your kids and reach out to them, stay in touch, that way, whenever there's any kind of a celebrations, what have you, your kid is not left out. Because just a lot of these autistic kids, they suffer socially. And as mm -hmm. parents, be very proactive and making sure they've got a very strong friend network in school. That's such good advice. Yeah. Don't wait to be invited. Take initiative and stay initiative. connected and create the social connections. Yeah. yeah, because I'm sure that it must be quite overwhelming dealing with all of this and, and also facing the heartbreak of your child being isolated socially because people don't know how yes. to respond and support them. Are, is it, do you specialize or do you want to specialize in supporting families to relocate to your area that are, that have representation with special needs in their family? Or do you work with anybody who says, Hey, Victor, I want to move there. I wouldn't say I, I specialize in autistic or special needs families. What I will say is that I've got a higher level of relatability than an agent with 
neurotypical kids. So in that sense, my radar is pinging things that a regular parents wouldn't be. So in that sense, I don't specialize just in those families, but if you are in that situation, I'll be able to help you in a way that maybe other agents couldn't help you out. That's fantastic. So is there anything else that you would like to share with us about this experience of coming off the seas and becoming a realtor and becoming the parent of a special needs child? I got to tell you, when my daughter, when she was first exhibiting her autistic behavior, my wife and I were both in denial. We just, because it was our first, it's a, it's new territory. And we just thought, oh, how cute her behavior. And then it was actually my mother-in-law who read us a riot act. Hey, there's something off with your daughter. Go have her checked out. And we did. And the sooner you get your kids into occupational therapy, ABS, whatever it is that you choose for your child, the better. We were in denial, but not in a bad way. We just, it was uncharted territory. We didn't know. So I would tell parents, if your kids start exhibiting behavior that just is off a little bit, don't be in denial, get them checked. Because as soon as you get them checked, it's the better for them and for you and for the, the entire family. Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm aware that you are the father of two children, one with autism, on the spectrum with autism, one not. Is that yes. correct? And so how do you support your other child as well so that this all works together? And I'm sure that's an example that many families have, right? Her, her brother is younger, so he's two years younger. So he adores his older sister. You know how little siblings are in that sense. It's actually, when my daughter's having an epic meltdown, I'll go get my boy and I'll reassure him and I'll, sometimes I'll remove him from the room, but we're just, I'm going to say we're lucky in the sense that he's younger and when you're younger, you adore your older siblings. That's been easier for the family. And, but again, there are times where she's having a, a big meltdown, nothing you can do about it. And I'll take my boy and, and I'll remove him. But so far. He, he's only four, so he really hasn't exhibited any behaviors that are, let's say, PTSD. Although I do know that is an issue with some siblings of autistic kids. So uh, as he gets older, there are, and I've seen these groups, there are support groups for the siblings of kids with autistic siblings. If that becomes a concern for him when he's older, I'll see if he wants to go with one of those. But right now he's four, so everything is just happy-go-lucky. We haven't got, gotten to Indian territory yet. All of our life, which I believe is like a book that we continue to add chapters to, I suspect that you will probably find a way to share your experience and expertise with that chapter as it unfolds. Thank I'll you. write it when I get there. Yes. Yay. Thank you. Thank you. I knew you would do that. You are very generous with what you have. Okay. Sometimes... I love to ask a question at the end of my interviews that is not necessarily about the topic that we're sharing. And although the question today, how could this be any more surprising than the fact that I find out today that you were a merchant mariner, but is there something else about you that we wouldn't necessarily find on YouTube or Google, I should say on Google now, Victor. I am the son of immigrants. My parents fled a communist country. I would call myself obnoxiously pro-American. I love this country. I, I know what it's like through my parents, what it is to lose your freedoms and your homes. I happily wear that, that title of obnoxiously pro-American because I love this country and everything that is offered me and my parents and my siblings and my children. 
Bravo. So happy to hear that. All right. And for everyone to hear from you, where do they get in touch with you? Where do they tap into all of this generous sharing of expertise, both for parents with special needs and autism and for people who are looking for a home? Where can they find you? You can find me and my book at my website, victorantunes.com. Thank you. And I will include that in the notes. And I look forward to, I want to say thank you. Thank you for increasing my awareness of the opportunities to support families with successful integration in my neighborhood after a move and that there are resources and people like yourself out there ready and able to support them and being happy with their new home and environment. Yeah. So Victor, I see you out there. Everybody pick up a copy of that book because even if you're not personally impacted by autism, or some other neurodiverse condition, I'm going to bet you probably know someone who is. And what a wonderful, generous gift that would be, the gift that keeps on giving. All right. You might know somebody and not even know it as well. That's a very good point. Yeah. Conversation to have with friends, right, and children, and get them all talking about different is beautiful. Diversity is increasing richness. Yes, it is. Thank you, Victor. Much success to you. And thank you for lifting as you climb. We'll talk Likewise. To you. Thank you, Isabel. Bye. You talk. Bye. Thank you for spending this time with me. I hope our conversation added value to your day and expanded your vision for your legacy and impact. Please join me in increasing my impact and expanding my reach to even more people by sharing this episode on social media with friends and leaving a review on Apple iTunes, Spotify, or channel of choice. To catch all the latest from me, subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Connect with me and others in our community Facebook group, The Lift As You Climb Movement, where you can engage be inspired by, and grow with a tribe of like-minded people. As I evolve as a podcaster and spokeswoman for collaboration and economic empowerment, your input and feedback are especially important to me. I welcome your suggestions and questions to hello at theencorecatalyst.com. Until we meet again, please remember your success may be the foundation for someone else's. Together, we can raise success ladders around the world. Thank you.